Hey, welcome to the Bada Boom Podcast. This is Troy. And this is Chris. And today we're talking about Eternal. This movie came out November of 2021, and it just came out on Disney Plus January 12th. But we've both watched it. I saw it in the theaters. Chris watched it at home, it sounds like. But let's, let's talk about it. The Eternals movie. Did this movie uh, take forever, Chris? um for me at least <laughs> it's, it's one i didn't see it in theaters um which gives you the privilege of falling asleep during it and rewinding it and yeah watching it again. um and like it's not the movie's fault um i think a lot of people are being a little like hard on it but for me even though i did fall asleep um to be fair i am a dad and i did put this movie on at like midnight and it's two and a half hours so I I feel that if I had seen it in a theater, I would not have fallen asleep or it would not have taken me as many tries as it did. Uh, but it did take me a couple of tries. Um, you can say it eternally took me a lot of time to watch The Eternals. Um, <laughs> but it did take a long time. Um, but, but once you actually got to watch all of it, how'd you feel about it, man? Once I got through it, I, I liked it. Um, the, the thing about Marvel is that it, it has a pretty high... F- floor and we've talked about that um when it comes to the quality of the movies it's um they're a really well oiled machine like when it comes to the movies i haven't liked um too much it's really kind of like i can't like i could count them on one hand if that i i don't fill my my whole hand with that um and with this i i appreciated how it felt different you know it didn't feel very marvel and the things that did feel Marvel in the movies, whether it be the humor or the connections to the larger Marvel universe, actually, I think, were drawbacks in the movie. Those were the times where I was like, oh, this, this feels weird. <laughs> Tonally, it's like, it, it doesn't feel like it's matching what, you know, is the filmmaker's intent, which I thought was a really cool love story. It's a sci-fi movie that kind of stands on its own. Um, but, you know, as we get deeper into the details and the spoilers, some of the things that tie into the larger Marvel universe, I'm like, man, this makes no sense. Or it'll take me out of the movie where I'm like, I don't, I don't buy that. (laughs) Yeah. Before we get into the details, I mean, you mentioned something just now and I was like, man, maybe they should have done it a little bit differently. Would you rather have seen this kind of stretched out more so? like as a Disney plus series, as opposed to a movie? No, it's a good, it's a movie, you know, it's very (laughs) cinematic. It's, um, I think some of the characters like, um, Kumail's Nanjani's, um, character, he felt like, Oh, like he has a lot going on and he feels very like Marvel and stuff like that. But he doesn't feel like he belongs in this movie. <laughs> like maybe yeah. a character like that will have like a cool Disney Plus show, but it did feel very cinematic, and I think Chloe Zhao like really um, pushed the material as far as she could in terms of making it very cinematic. And I think if I saw it in theaters, I definitely would have been um, amazed by the visuals. It's tough to kind of like get the full experience at home, even with larger TVs, but. I did feel it with that IMAX enhanced on Disney Plus. Like, hey, like, this feels like Marvel's trying something different. They definitely, you know, Chloe has a unique voice. And 
some of the elements in it, whether it be um, kind of how celestials are birthed, um, the family element and them living through um, all of time, essentially, are really cool concepts. But again, they're kind of bogged down by some of them. Like every time they mention like, oh, why do you, you know, interfere with this or interfere with, you know, uh, with Thanos and help that I was like well you know there were bigger tragedies that went on you know in real life and those are things that kind of like 2020 pandemic of, yeah that kind of like took me out of it where I was like oh like why why are we talking about this and stuff like that um or but, even but like keep in, keep in mind though like this takes place I think it's like six seven months after the snap it technically takes place like when the this is the big spoiler. Like when the Celestials being birthed is about the same time that No Way Home is happening, which uh, I'm gonna just throw this out there real quick. Uh, all the the Celestial coming out and it's like, oh wow, people might be thinking this is an elemental elemental coming out of the ocean and being like, yeah, Mysterio was right. This is the elemental and he stopped this one, you know, like for me, I was like, Oh wow. I could actually fuel that argument. If you've looked at the timeline like that, but yeah, I, I, I see. Yeah. And like, where are you at with the movie? I've got like, I didn't get like, Oh, I like the movie. Um, even though it took me a while to get through it. And as I've said, like the Marvel stuff, the MCU connections, like, Dane Whitman, um, honestly, like the um, Black Knight post credit scene was, you know, I'd say like one of the worst Marvel post credit scenes. <laughs> oh. Was it worse than the second post credit with uh, Star Fox, Harry Styles? Well, that was the that was the first one. The second one was the um, the Black yeah, Knight. Yeah. I actually liked that one. That one was um, pretty cool. It's just because um, that it's... one would tie to the movie. Like it felt like the movie set that up. Like, whereas the Black Knight and Dane Whitman thing, like, yes, Dane is in the movie, but, like, where if, like where it goes back to kind of, like, the Marvel stuff that, you know, I didn't really like in the movie was the ending where it's, like, you know, he starts talking and then he's, like, yeah, you know, my family history. And then, <laughs> and then Cersei's, like, zapped away by, you know, the Celestial, um, that was kind of crazy. I was like, this is nuts. <laughs> so, so this is a, okay. This is a good time for me to weigh in because, uh, so I saw this movie in the theaters with my girlfriend who doesn't know too much about Marvel. Uh, so I had to do a lot of explaining kind of at the end, which her biggest thing was, yo, you didn't tell me Harry Styles was in this. I was like, he's in it for like the last minute. And I didn't even know he was going to be there like oh i see this movie for harry styles for sure i was like okay <laughs> he's in it for a minute but it's good to know marvel's trying to create a new fan base of this yeah uh but like all those complaints you know that you know you had like in you know, the celestial kind of coming out of nowhere and i feel like the overall feel of the movie there are definitely some elements that remind me of and i don't mean this in a bad way but it kind of reminded me of the first thor movie because there's just a lot of stuff in it that you're like, oh, okay, that's that's how this works. Oh, that's that's how it's gonna kind of be, and like the post cred scene is is only there to really get your buy in for the stuff that's gonna happen and and for introductions. Like we got 
uh, Nick Fury and Thor, and now we're getting Black Knight and this and uh, Star Fox. So, like for me, I'm viewing this movie as it's their introductory movie. They've never been a part of any other Marvel aspect, Marvel universe, and we've been kind of getting some of the other characters that are new in the Marvel universe. You know, they're getting introductions through other character shows, other characters' movies, but this is just, nope, here you go. And they've been around the entire time all that other stuff was happening. So I got to kind of treat it like an introductory to them. But, you know, overall, as the movie, like, I like it for some of the things that are, are they do to introduce these characters. I don't think it's really, like, that good of a movie, it's a good movie, but not that good of a movie. And there's there are scenes I'm like, oh yeah, I like the scene, like when he uh, like, whoa, is this table IKEA? And he smashes it. Yeah, when Icarus does that. Yeah, and like you know, there's some cool little Easter eggs when they're fighting Icarus and they're holding him down with like technology that looks similar to the Ten Rings. So there's some cool Easter eggs in there, but overall, like. I really wished, and this is why I asked the question earlier, that this was a Disney Plus series because they've been around for so long. And I think you could have made an eight, nine, ten episode series about them to really flesh out the entire characters without it maybe feeling it. The movie didn't feel rushed, but I feel, I definitely feel like some of those characters were underdeveloped or underutilized. And I think it could have been a cool way to give them more attention as individuals because we're going to see them all probably again, but just not in Eternals 2. It's going to be in other franchise movies, it sounds like. Yeah, I just feel like Disney Plus is for like characters like Hawkeye and Moon Knight. Because um, like the only one I could think that... Well, Loki did a good job of kind oh, of that's true. like a large scale, but you know, watching the movie, like I said, it feels cinematic. Like when... Um, when the Celestials being birthed, seeing Arishem and like um, the Ford, some of those scenes are like, oh, this looks like amazing. And um, obviously it has a really beautiful touch um, and the scale is there. So it, it feels like a movie. And it, it and like I said, it's even though it, it's it kind of is like average, there are some like really good ideas in it. Um, and like you said, it, it kind of acts as a thing um of introducing people to certain concepts and ideas like hey thanos has a brother also thanos was right because he wanted to get rid of the the population to avoid you know birthing a celestial so he kind of was right about the you know the overpopulation thing uh, <laughs> um and sort of like and also like when you introduce characters like the celestials you're like hey there are characters out there in the universe that are much bigger in scale and in power than thanos so it's kind of easing people in so that eventually when they do get to come across galactus and his you know surfing herald uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem like oh my god what the hell is all of this um and, you know, the thing that sucks about those kind of Marvel movies, like the Doctor Stranges and the Thor, the first Thor movie, and this is like, and sometimes the, the story suffers a little bit because it's explaining a lot. Um, 
And with the original Doctor Strange, it's like, hey, this is how magic works here. This is what this does. This is what that does. And Thor, this is like, oh, this is how alien magic works. And then this is like, hey, these are what celestials do. This is how the universe is birthed and all that. These are um, Eternals. They're kind of like androids that have a mission and stuff like that, that we wipe their memory. So it's like... It's a lot of that, and I liked all of the character stuff. I love the Icarus and Cer- uh, Cersei love story. Um, I did I'm, like I'm here for that. And then that, um, I like Sprite's kind of like dilemma of being sort of childlike and not being able to grow. Droog's struggle to um, kind of have the power to you know enact change, but you know because of his mission can enact that. Ajax being a leader and knowing so much and kind of wanting them to, you know, pursue their own lives and stuff like that. So all that character stuff is really solid to nail down in the like the last fight scene where you're seeing um, sort of the Eternals gang up on Icarus. You're like, oh, like this this feels like what a Justice League movie would feel like. You know what I mean? <laughs> like seeing Makari, you know, like speed through Icarus while he's like shooting eye beams and flying. I'm like, oh, this is like the Flash versus Superman. This is pretty dope. Um so all that's cool. But again the the exposition of the Marvel stuff kind of bogs it down. Like every time Thanos' name is mentioned, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> or like um some of the stuff where you're like, eh, I don't really buy that. <laughs> like when, you know, Cersei and Dane are in the um, the park at the end of the movie and they're talking and Dane is about to be like, oh, you know, I'm as I'm the Black know, Knight. Yeah, I'm the, you know, my family has a black, a black sword, the ebony blade and, you know, they they have a past and stuff like that. You know, she zooped away in the sky and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, but like, I, like I, I didn't like that too much, but I'm also like like it, like you're right. Like there is an introductory. It is a scientific, not scientific. Uh, you know, I say scientific because like as you're describing how they explain how Eternals are made, I'm like, yeah, I really feel like I'm watching Planet Earth at that moment. <laughs> you know, this is a documentary of anything. But I think that does demonstrate how powerful the Celestials are and like how big the universe is. Like it's a gentle reminder for some of these things for us as viewers. Because I kind of thought about it would have been better if you guys just went really dark. Not really dark, but a little bit darker and actually showed everything that you kind of just let happen. And that's probably what they would have just explored a little bit more if it was a Disney Plus series. But it's, you know, cinematic. It's theatrical. It's a little bit of planet Earth. It's a little bit of alien technology. It's a little bit of saving humanity. So... Hopefully we'll get past this whole Thanos is right stuff and just be like, oh, let's take down some Celestials. Which, uh, as you were saying, Silver Surfer, man, uh, I was like, man, dude, the Silver Surfer, he's really just DoorDash for a Galactus. Yeah. Uh, well, he, if you think about it, he's kind of like an Eternal. You know, I, I'm surprised they didn't use... They might have used the word, you know, it took me like five tries to get to the movie, so they probably used the word. But, you know, the Eternals are essentially heralds for the Celestials. Yeah, that's true. And I think, you know, if this is another way they can try and ease in the Silver Surfer uh, and, you know, hopefully some more Fantastic Four into the universe... 
as you were talking to like you know you know like giving the movie props and stuff i realized something what was the point of the deviants <laughs> okay okay so like i, I i've it's had like, it's I... like it felt like the whole like in the trailers and the beginning of the movie it's like hey these are the bad guys and clearly that shifts when icarus kind of like you know makes his heel turn towards the end of the movie but the deviants what was the point <laughs> okay so i i've had this conversation because it kind of feels like well why are they even in the movie at a certain point the, and the the celestial that they do business for, the celestial, Arishim. yeah, Erishim. The celestial says we made the deviants as the first go around of Eternals, but they evolved and started eating intelligent life instead of uh, trying to foster intelligent life. So they made the Eternals, who are incapable of aging, incapable of, of evolving. You know, Sprite's always a kid, uh, so that they don't fall into the uh, the way that the deviants did of being able to evolve and kind of think for themselves. Because as that one deviant starts to absorb everyone's kind of powers and stuff, you see him gain consciousness and kind of tell them why he hates them and why he wants to hunt them down and everything. Yeah, I, I got that part, but like, why? <laughs> like that could have been covered in the first five minutes and then you never see the deviance again you know it, it it feels like it's an afterthought and even in the movie when you know icarus used um to kind of like cover up you know him killing ajak it it felt like hey yeah you have this big bad super deviant that is gonna fight you know Thena. um well she's Jolie's character she's she's the reason i think they kind of kept the deviants in the movie a bit because you know she's got that gray mind where they're like we need to erase your memories but after after the deviants kind of like absorbs some of her power or some of her memories then she's kind of like back to normal a bit so i think the deviant was a little bit of a writing device to say hey we're gonna keep Thena off to the side and have some struggles and then we're going to use her to kind of get rid of the deviant but also heal her in the same way um, because they use that glitch of her not forgetting her memories uh, to kind of explain uh, and kind of lead down the track of they are kind of being manipulated by Ajax and the Celestials and stuff and it also shows how evil Icarus is because he knew the entire time and just didn't do anything. And he killed Ajax. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to rewatch yeah. it again. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, we're trying to make a podcast explaining and reviewing this. I think I think I need to listen to someone else's podcast about the deviants. Wait, wait, I, wait. I just really... Well, I mean, it's it's not necessarily that I didn't capture what, what they meant in the movie. It just felt like they were pointless, you know? It's like, yeah. hey, like, maybe you show them fighting them throughout history, but kind of like in modern day, they really made no sense. I felt like there was probably like a more interesting way to go about um, bringing the team together um, and stuff like that. Like, I think like maybe like Ajax, like, you know, 
there's uh, plenty of things they could have done to bring them together um, in a more interesting way than, hey, here's these um, these stringy monsters that you guys have fought and you will fight again. Um, so that like that in the and that's what felt like, again, like very marvelly, where it's like some of the villains can be paper thin. Um, and that that part was like, again, I didn't quite click with, but the Icarus stuff, him shifting, them being kind of stuck in their beliefs, learning to love humanity, um, making a choice, free will, all that stuff is really good sci-fi stuff. And I um, completely gravitated to, it was just all that other stuff where it felt like, Hey, this feels like it's just kind of like slipped in there and doesn't really feel like it adds to anything at all. Okay, I can partially agree with that because there were sometimes as I'm watching it in the theater where I was like, oh, hey, you know, we don't have much going on at the moment. I bet you $20 the Deviant's going to show up and mess something up because, like you said, it's paper thin. It's a little bit, a little predictable at times, but yeah. On our next episode, Chris will tell you why Tenet is more easy to understand than the concept of deviance. <laughs> well, actually, it's not. I've, I've actually <laughs> sat through Tenet without falling asleep, and I still don't understand the, the concept of time in that movie, and I won't pretend otherwise. <laughs> um, but, you know, kind of going on that, like, would you like to see an Eternals too? I I really like Cersei as a character and I I liked I I liked pretty much all the Eternals as, as characters and the actors that played them. I don't think I want to see an Eternals 2 just because I don't want I feel like an Eternals 2 means you got to show all the characters. I don't want to see them all together again really. I want to see, you know, the ones that are out in space do stuff with guardians of the galaxy and i want to see the ones that uh got picked up by uh the celestial maybe some of dr strange maybe you know black knight's probably going to try and go after them and do something about that uh or maybe Wait, like let me stop you right there again going back to that that post-credit scene what the fuck was that <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one the black knight or the yeah like it's cool, like as a as a thing that happened, but it very much felt like Sinestro putting on the yellow ring at the end of the Green Lantern movie, oh, where you're like, that's so true. "You guys did not earn this at all." And then to throw on, like, to kind of like add on top of that, like, you hear, you know, Mahershala Ali as Blade. You're like, "Why?" <laughs> it seems like the worst. The and I maybe it's like they were sitting in a room thinking like, hey, what would be like the the craziest, most like, you know, most unexpected place we could put Blade? What about the the movie about giant space gods? Yeah, that like <laughs> that makes sense. I don't think anyone's expecting that. Um, yeah, and- I mean, I I, I do think it's that is pretty crazy because it you know he. That, like kids only in it for like a little bit of like i think barely even five minutes but that's that's why i'm like yeah this is like an introductory movie like how thor was for all the other characters to kind of make the universe bigger was it the best flow no 
Yeah, but like with Thor, you know, when you saw Hawk, Hawkeye for that two minutes, you know, you saw him with a bow and arrow. Like <laughs> it made sense. You know what I mean? Like it made sense. Like you saw Dane be a teacher, and then at the end, him throw that line out. You're like, you guys did not set this up at all. And on top of that, I'm sure like you're more like an audio guy than me, but you know, when you hear Blade's voice, it it doesn't sound like he's in that room at all. It almost sounds like as if I edited that and just slapped it on there. Like, it felt like, what? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say, you know, I'll blame that on the pandemic. They couldn't get him in the room, you know. Well, well I'll blame that on the pandemic. But I agree, man. Like, the the one with uh, Harry Styles, that's all the one we really needed. Like, I have that no... That made sense because it, it, it didn't necessarily set it. Like, it wasn't set up, you know, they didn't... Re- it was set up that, hey, there's more Eternals out there and stuff, but it kind of, like, gave you a little bit more clarity of, like, what might have happened to Fastos, um, Cersei, um, and then also you had um, Kingo. Like, all three of them, you kind of have an idea, like, hey, like, if there was an Eternals 3, I mean Eternals 2, it's about seeking out those three, you know? Yeah, and... That that's also I'll go back to the game, man. Like I don't really want there to be an Eternals too, because I think it was a really clear split in this movie of where people are heading and what they're trying to do with their lives. So I think it would be better for their next appearance at least to be in a Guardians of the Galaxy or you know, dude, we could do some other teaser and or like in cred scene in, an, in another movie to try and weave these universe together more and i would be more happy with them just doing that than having them show up in their own movie at least for like another three or four years i wish i could add on more but uh really like that's i i kind of have the same feelings i i rather see these characters which i did like i like their personal stories and stuff but really in other things, I don't really need an Eternals 2 um, because the reality is like this story was compelling and interesting, but I felt like they were all in places where th- it was kind of like, hey, like I-, I don't see development wise where anything interesting of this going is like, yeah, Harry Styles is here. You know, we could talk about like, hey, your, your brother was Thanos. Is it that crazy? <laughs> but I, can't, I-, I could see that in something else versus like a whole you know, another two and a half hour movie dedicated to the internals. And the interesting parts about the, this movie was them learning to love humanity. So I have no interest in seeing a whole movie of them being in space. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I think we'll see them again. Where? We'll have to wait and see. But until then, uh, stay tuned for the podcast. We've got more episodes coming your way. Uh, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, rate, review, every little bit helps. And until our next episode, bada yeah, boom. Until our next episode, which will probably be here. I don't know, because we keep saying Eternals 3, so probably it'll be here. <laughs> we'll probably do an episode on Eternals 3 before we do one on Eternals 2, if it ever comes out. So... Tune in for, you know, the Bada Boom podcast when we talk Eternals 3 in 15 years. So, Bada Boom, guys. Bada Boom. <laughs>